We start in Teddy City, where Trevor Lighting sang, How come every time in Teddy City my Tunyon, Tunyon Bridge want to get Liddy? Ezekiel Sam Elliott wouldn't last a day on the ranch because his hand ability without Dak has been useless. Esto handed Lighting his third win of the year, and his Boston was about as good as the Red Sox this season, so he dropped it like it's Scott. Justin Herbert Hoover couldn't build a dam for Esto, and Lighting filled him up like a clay pool of tears. Lighting, 107.6. John, 90.4. Some spread. <laughs> now, we head to Neverland, where Lamar Michael Jackson is a shell of his old self, and he's left Will Reimer wondering if he's actually been violated or not. Will is two and six and can't believe his eyes, and he's singing, DJ Chark is poo 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 poo, DJ Chark is poo 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 poo, and he dropped him faster than he's dropped in the standings this season. David Getta Montgomery is telling Jacob's roster that the DK's got us falling in love tonight, and his four and four record has Jacob trying to get wins in Brady Bunches and make a playoff run. Jacob, 108.8. Will, 83.7. What? Welcome to the Centennial Meat House. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Living it up at the Centennial Meat House. Any time of year. You can find it here. Tyreek Faith Hill told Sammy I love the way you love me, and Nate's team blew a Gaskin and fell out of first place. Nate was seen playing with the wrong Johnson and didn't realize it until he couldn't feel the breeze hitting his P-Rine. Sammy asked Cooper, did we just become best friends? Cup, wanna go beat Nate in the garage? Cup, Sammy, 132.9, Nate, 79.7. Oh, no. What? We now head to Plainsman Hall where our little frosh took the next step into becoming a sophomore. N Devontae Nate Adams was scoring more on Sunday than he does on Saturday night, which is unfathomable. And Pat Hill Mahomes has Osh saying, I'll play anyone, anywhere, at any time. Tenny's struggles continued into week nine, and at this point his date with destiny is just water under the bridge water. Teddy, that is. Daryl Jimmy Hendrickson couldn't see through the purple haze, and JT sent three of his players to the farm to learn how to become men, because this is a team full of pansies. Osh, 123.8. Tenny, 83.5. <laughs> Last, we go to dental school, where anyone not named Dalvin Cook trying to score points was like pulling teeth. Dalvin Cook asked Loaf, what she order? That bitch loan K and he racked up a 50-burger that will do nothing to the body of Sloan. Kenny Gala Gala Bill Day ran out of funds, but it didn't matter because Loaf got away with another fraudulent victory. Geo Grand Bernard had holes the size of a river to run through, but Sloan K got lost in the current and drowned in the tight end position. Carson Lentz gave up scoring points until Easter, and Loaf looked to start the car in week nine. Loaf won 15.6, Sloan, 109.7. All right, nut cups. We are to week nine. We're through eight weeks. And those standings are really, I mean, it's, it's the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, really.
there's about five teams that are good. There's like two that are bad and there's three that are ugly. And I think we all know the three that are ugly right now. One of them might be a little propped up in the standings, but I'm taking Trevor Lighting off body watch. It's official. He's off body watch for week nine. And Will Reimer slides into body watch. Now, this isn't me saying that Trevor Lighting has a better team than Will Reimer. This is me saying that Trevor Lighting is three and five. Will Reimer is two and six. So the statistics would tell me that Will Reimer should be on body watch. So he's making his debut on body watch. And it's been a tough couple weeks for him. But he gets McCaffrey back just in time to play two and six Sloan K. So he's going to grab a win this week and probably get right back off body watch. But I've got to throw him on there. So Will Reimer, Sloan K, and Jesse Tenney at one and seven. That's your body watch. And this week, I'm just going to go through the standings top to bottom. And I'm just going to give everybody a tagline. I think I did this last year. Uh, just a one-word tagline. Where are you right now after eight weeks? It's like halfway through the season in, in accumulation. So where are you at right now? And start with loaf. Fraud. That's just, I don't believe it right now. Uh, it's the second year in a row that this has happened. I think Loaf's team is a fraud. I really do. I'm sticking by that. I'm not going give to give him the credit that Jacob thinks he deserves. Uh, let's be honest with ourselves. Dalvin Cook scored nearly half his points last week. He scored. He dropped a 50-burger, and Loaf barely got above 100. He had one player drop 50 points. And really, we'd be having a different conversation right now had I not been a complete idiot and left Hawkinson in the lineup on Sunday morning. But, and I'll get to my tagline when we get there, and it's going to be in a while. But it was just dumb. I stick Goddard in there on Sunday morning. Hawkinson would have won me the match. So, uh, I'm not going to believe in Loaf just because he got a six-point win over one of the worst teams in the league. Possibly these were the worst team in the league. And a 50-burger from Dalvin Cook was the, really the only reason he, he got there. So I'm not going to buy him yet. I'm still shorting all Loaf stock. But, hey, he's 7-1. I said it last year. I'll say it this year. He's just playing who's on his schedule. And the league is tirelessly looking through his schedule to try and find what's gone wrong the last two years. Tirelessly. Working all hours of the day, the league office, trying to figure out what happened. So I'm sticking to it. Loaf, fraud. Nate, solid. Uh, that's his tagline. It's just a solid roster. I mean, he's got... a ridiculous amount of depth he's good everywhere except for tight end which he refuses to 
um, trade for any tight end, um, at least in my experience, which is fine. He'll figure it out. I'm sure the tight end position, he'll, he'll figure it out. But his team is just solid all around. Um, it's been solid all year. And Nate kind of likes to play the poor me card. He likes to kind of say, you know, if this, if I just would give up less points or, you know, that whole deal. But let's just be honest with ourselves. He has the second most points in the league. He's in second place. Okay. Looks pretty fair. He's given up the fourth most points somewhere in the middle. So I don't love the poor me card, the little, little old me card that Nate likes to play, but it's just a solid team. You got to give him credit. Uh, I challenged him at the beginning of the year and he has absolutely answered. And that leads us to Sammy Zetek, another Lincoln East boy that has absolutely answered the call this year. And I'm going to put his tagline and this might be bold, but champion. I think he's going to win the league. I think this is the best team in the league. I don't think it's particularly close. I think it's kind of close. But as long as this team doesn't have any injuries, it's going to be the, be the winner, in my opinion. Uh, but it's not deep. So one injury to a big guy, and it goes from good to bad. So he needs Russ, he needs Kamara, he needs these guys to stay healthy because he's got about a roster full of talent. And the bench situation is getting better, but it's not great. But I think Sammy Zetek's the champion. I think when this year is over, I think we're going to be looking at a, uh, unfortunately, a, a, a Sammy Zetek crown. And that leads me to John Estadillo. Uh, I think his team's just frisky. I think that's really the way to put it. His team's always frisky. He's always like, after eight weeks, he's always right here. He's like fourth. He's like five and three or four and four. He's just like right there, kind of waiting in the in the shadows to just make a leap. Um, he hasn't done it yet, but I could see this being the year. If Zeke figures it out, uh, this is a really good roster. He's got he's got dudes. I mean, he's had some injury trouble here lately, but he's just got dudes. So I could see very well see John win in this league, and his team is very frisky. Aaron Oshner sitting in fifth place. I called him Frosh for two weeks, and he's not. Uh, I think his tagline is going to be defiant. Because he's really just defied what I've said the last two weeks, the last two or three weeks. He's made some trades, which I love. He's positioning himself to make a playoff run. Uh, I loved the trade with Jesse. I thought it, really, I thought it was a pretty good trade for both of them. Uh, Jesse needed guys now with his buys and injuries. And Osh was looking for the playoff run. He was just kind of scheming. So I really, I did, I liked the trade for both guys. Um, credit to Osh for making moves because at one point this roster looked pretty atrocious. And right now I think it's one of the stronger rosters in the league. He's finally found some running backs and watch out for Osh, the defiant one. Uh, Jacob Engel, four and four. I think his tagline is overvalued. 
Uh, I don't think this is a four and four roster. Uh, he's, he's reeled off a couple wins, but I think he'll end up right here. Probably. I think he'll probably end up sixth or seventh in the league. Uh, I don't think it's a great team. I think it's a good team. Obviously getting Michael Thomas back helps Tom Brady's been out of his mind and is going to add Antonio Brown. So credit to Jacob for having an unbelievable man crush on Tom Brady his whole life. And I think this team is, it just is what it is. It's four and four. It's probably going to end up like six and six, six and seven, somewhere in there, miss the playoffs, maybe sneak in as the sixth seed. But I think it's overvalued right now. Trevor Lighting. Oh, Trevor Lighting. Um, I think his tagline should be impressive. Because after the draft and, you know, multiple weeks into the season, this roster was laughable. And give credit to Trevor. He's made two deals. And it's a completely overhauled roster. And really, it's actually pretty good. He's got Rodgers. He picked up Swift. He got Robinson in a trade. He had Julio. Um, you know, he's made some moves. So you got to give credit to Trevor because he was looking like he was going on on the body issue. Really, I mean, four weeks in, I would have been you would have been hard pressed to convince me that it wasn't going to be Trevor Lighting on the body issue. So I love what he's done. He's not typically like a waiver slash trade guy, but man, he's killed it. I have to admit, um, he has stolen a lot of waiver claims from me and he's, he's made two big, big trades for his roster. So I like what he's done. Will Reimer, um, unfortunate. It's just really an unfortunate season for Will Reimer. I thought his roster was really good after the draft which was auto-picked, and I thought it went really well for him. Um, it's just been unfortunate. It's the Nate meter of last year where every, you know, week after week, it was loss, 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 and all you could really say is it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, his first three picks and his keeper, you know, his keeper hasn't really performed with Lamar. Um, his top three picks have been banged up all year. And he's two and six. So he's been scratching and clawing. He wrecked me in a trade or he'd be one and seven, honestly. So credit to him on that. Uh, and it's just an unfortunate year. You know, you chalk those up. So he might get better with McCaffrey and maybe Lamar will find his, his little zone that he found last year. But we'll see. Sloan K. Uh, washed. I think this is just a case of a washed fantasy manager. Um, you know, I just, I just haven't prepared myself. When you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And that's what I've done. I'm two and six. I, I'm a very good candidate for the body issue. Clearly. Uh, it might be me sending naked pictures to you guys in a group chat. It, I mean, I could, you know, it's very plausible at this point, you know, two and six. I only have three more points for than Tenny. So if he, you know, if he reels off a win or two, he, he just needs one or two and we could tie, he could have more points and there you have it. 
So it, this is just a washed up fantasy manager, a washed up fantasy roster. And I will assure you that this off season, I will work my tail off to get back to where I was because, you know, this is just a wasted year, really. And I've got something to prove next year. So two and six, I'm not giving up, but the future is bleak for this roster. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to scratch my way into ninth or eighth place, really. So that's about all I have to say there. And Jesse Tenney, worrisome. His tagline is worrisome because this roster is worrisome. Uh, he's one and seven, just lost Kittle, just traded away two of arguably his best players. And I get it. I mean, they, they were both on by Sanders is hurt. He needs dudes. He's got lighting this week. If he can beat lighting and be two and seven and I'm two and seven, you know, there's a track for Jesse not to be on the body watch. There's, there's multiple tracks for him not to be on the body watch. And whew, it's just worrisome. Um, it's scary for Jesse Tenney, I, I would think. I would imagine that he's losing at least a little bit of sleep at night, sitting at one and seven, tenth in the league, thinking about who's gonna take these pictures. I'm thinking about it. I'm losing sleep. I'm two and six. This guy's one and seven. He's got to be losing sleep. So it's just a worrisome situation for Jesse Tenney. And that's really all I have to say there. So there you have it. One through ten. Um, it's been a great eight weeks. We're halfway through. Thank you for all of the back and forth we've had. Um for keeping the group chat alive, keeping the podcast alive. And good luck this week to everyone but Will Reimer. So I'm signing off as always. Fuck you guys. <laughs>